well, well, well. Here we go. Yeah, that's right, folks. You're not hearing the smooth, s- boyish sounds. I used to have a decent hunter, but I don't. I've, it's been so long since I've heard his voice or seen him. I don't right. Know. What was it? Kind of a uh, gay, a gay does. elfish. <laughs> hey y'all! <laughs> everybody yeah. did like Paula Dean. I feel you, like. Yeah. Hey, hey y'all. y'all! I'm just moving back to Arkansas, living in my mom's what house. Do, what do y'all think about Applebee's? <laughs> My, I guess that's everybody's Hunter impression. Yeah, you're, you were you doing an impression of Hunter or just doing I don't think I, an impression of people's impression of well, Hunter? Well, now that I say it out loud, I don't think I was ever even doing an impression of Hunter. I right. think I just heard so many right. that I assumed I was also doing it. But now right. I, no, I think that was Shane. Yeah, Shane has, a, Shane, Shane has a, hey, y'all, what's hey up, y'all? y'all? I'm, just, I'm just living out here in the woods of Arkansas, y'all. Man, he's really gone, huh? He's gone, man. Yeah, so uh, welcome to What Is Stuff. Uh, I am, see, Hunter usually does this whole thing where he's like, I, I'm the host, Jake is the guest. Oh. He always tries to play me off as like, am I you spo- c- should I you do that? C- yeah, why don't you say you're yeah, the host? I'm the host of What is, Welcome to What Is Stuff. I'm your host, Seth Johnston. Today with me is bullshit comedian right. Jake Silverman. He shits all over my dreams. He calls me a fucking hack. He says anybody who does crowd work is bullshit, and his his <laughs> comedy is the highest form of comedy where he like does his little prancing or whatever, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> whatever his prancings are. That's how you describe his comedy. His little prancings, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's such if like you a, weren't friends with him, that would be the meanest I, thing you could possibly yeah, yeah. say about another comedian. Do your little prancing. Yeah, thing. get up there and prance a little bit you for little the crowd. Ballerina. Yeah. Terrible. So he's um he's gone. So this used to be his room. Oh man. He's he's MIA. He's he's moving back to Arkansas and I can still uh, smell the the board games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot the of sweaty dudes playing the, board the, games. The amount of money that he made in this room playing digital board games is just Man. astounding. Got his own bathroom in here. That's not so bad. We all do. You, each bedroom has its own bathroom. Three bed, three bath, baby. This place doesn't get enough credit as a staple comedy house of Portland comedy. You you all keep it below the radar. We you don't do. give it a name. Nope. It's never had a name, right? Nope. It's not Clinton House. It's no. not Fuck House. What it's not are what? Fuck that. No, it's not the. Sad I don't palace. identify what where it? I live as like my biggest form of identity. <laughs> I'm hey, a man. member of the Clinton House. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, the other thing is, um, you know, Curtis Cook was the founder of this house. Mm-hmm. Him and his like he eighteen, eighteen ethos. Oberlin f- friends of his. These scummy. Well, I used to. I came over here a couple oh. times, and I think he. This was a liberal arts. Bro, there was like two it. to three guys a room, kind of uh-huh. shit. People sleeping on the floor. Yeah, talking about feminism. And, eight guys in a room. And, well, then I think each year that Curtis grew, he realized that he did not want to be surrounded by bummy. He cast one out. Yeah, per year. he was just like, I can't. Because I used to come over it's here. Like that's, and, <laughs> that's enough didgeridoo. Right. I, I would sell weed to a lot of these guys. Yeah, <laughs> I'd sell I weed to one you of were his. Like, wasn't that your start in local comedy? Was drug dealer? No, I was doing it. I was doing local comedy for a couple of years, and then in a house that I lived in, we had we grew weed, and and I, you know, that was like we sold it. I remember when I started seeing you around mics, and you'd be like, you'd step away and like gesture to your backpack with a comic yeah come back i'm like oh that's like the weed comic of the city it's funny because i wasn't even smoking weed i didn't smoke weed i was just i was just straight business yeah but it was 
Fucking Rick Ross over I there. know. Free, uh, Jake Freeway Silverman. I was just out here. I, well, the thing was, I was like, at least I'm doing the mic. I was just like, but I'm also here. Because I, I wasn't like yeah. the guy who just yeah, showed yeah, up okay. to like that is sell drugs. And I was doing time. I just also was like, I have weed on me if anybody wants to buy it. Right. So... I at least had the self-respect of not being the guy who just sold drugs to comics. You weren't just a weed dealer. You no. Had, you were uh, Aspirations. Pedophile jokes yes. with weed on the side. Yes. Weed was just a side hustle to my new side hustle, which was comedy. I was side hustling the side hustle. Um, so, uh, you know, but Hunter's gone. He, ju- he literally, you missed him by about five minutes. He cleaned his bathroom, which is great because there was like black mold growing in the uh, toilet. You have so some I was, resentment over that? No, I mean it wasn't my bathroom. Did you, did you sleep easy? But you're, I mean, you're close enough. How yeah, far I, was black I felt mold travel. The fumes. Ooh, I don't know. Black mold they say is bad for you, but like everybody's house in Portland has it. Maybe not yeah. yours. You have a new, nice, new, new construction. Yes, thank you. You were the first l- people to live there, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. We found out it was so weird. We bought it. It's a house. Um, it's a standalone house, but it is a, it is a condo. It was a, there was nothing there before. It was just a weird, big, oversized lot with an a, apartment building next to it. Okay. And when we we bought it, it was like it was the best thing by far that we could afford. Like looking around in Portland, and then we're we're just like it's just so weird how there's no storage in here. There's no linen closet. There's nowhere to put anything. And we're just like we'll just deal with it. But then we learned uh, we started talking to our neighbors. They it's a guest house. So it's like it's they're they built it because there's a bigger version of our house right in front of us on the street, <laughs> and ours is in the back. <laughs> and uh, they built it with the idea that they would sell it as an income property to whoever bought the big house. Oh, but they just couldn't sell it. Oh shit! So they just decided to sell it as its own thing. Damn. So it's like it's a perfect layout for us because it's two floors. Yeah. But it's only 700 square feet. But we at least get some like separation. I honestly upstairs. don't know what 700 square feet like would really mean in real terms. Is that small? That's like a typical one-bedroom apartment is like 650, 700. Okay. So you um, live in like a one-bedroom apartment. But, but it's they... two bedrooms, and it's like narrow, and it's stacked on top of each okay. other. Okay. So Efficient. Yeah. Up, not out is what they call that, baby. Up, not out. Yeah. yeah. Dense. And my wife and I, we've always lived in... We've always shared little one bedrooms. So to us, it's huge. We were like, this is perfect. We can't, we, we don't have to, like, when one person's watching TV, the other person doesn't hear have, the TV. Yeah, yeah. And that's all we wanted. And, uh, but yeah, you just, that's the thing. I feel like as a couple, at some point, you hit a point in the relationship where you're like, I just don't really want to see this person around, but I still want to know they're there. Yeah. She yeah, doesn't yeah. want you fucking laughing and yucking it up with the group chat boys where she can't get away and just be like, all right, Seth, shut the fuck up. And it's hard to, I'm like a psycho for like, especially if I'm trying to write or something. I just, I want it quiet. Yeah. And she's, you know, if she's watching TV or talking on the phone or like just doing anything. I mean, when you're in a small space, I don't know how we did it, honestly, with our two personalities, but we never really had that many issues. But I mean, our apartment before this one was like, it wasn't even a real one bedroom. Oh, it was like a kind of a studio one bedroom. Yeah. They had the, they had a gap. They had that thing, if you've ever seen it, where there's a gap between the wall and the ceiling oh, yeah. of the bedroom. Yeah. So it was like impossible. Yeah, no privacy. No, no, no sound containment at all. Jesus. So when we moved in this place, it was like they built these four little things on this big lot, and ours was the only one that was still for sale. And like we didn't, we didn't I don't know. The other ones, like Portland, there's people coming in with like cash offers, buying houses right. quick if they're good. Yeah. And so we couldn't figure out why this one was still for sale. And it's like, oh, yeah, most people are like, 
oh, there's no fucking closet in this house. There's no yard. Like, no. Right. But we were just like jack Balling, baby. Yeah, and we don't have much stuff because we always lived in a small space. So, Hey, dude, fine. you're one of the few comics I know to own anything. I know. You always call me a one percenter. <laughs> you are so a funny. one percenter. I'm like, I live in a guest house. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> behind, for me, when I'm behind like, the boss When I'm like, house. dude, thank God my old roommate cleaned the black mold out of his <laughs> I <know>. toilet. I, <laughs> I know. I'm like. Know. No, what you're saying is not untrue. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, yeah, it blows my. You and Shane up in St. John's have yeah. this like whole lifestyle up there that is really <laughs> inaccessible to my mind even. And it's so funny because it's St. John's, yeah, which is like the last part of Portland. Before. Old Portland, it's like the very right. back outskirts. Yes, um, but hey, man, you guys are living up but there. We did it, man. We did it, We're neighbors. So yeah, I guess we haven't really officially introduced you. This is Seth Johnson, Seth Johnson local comedian Kirkland here, Kirkland Killer, Co- Kirkland Killer, Yamhill Wonder, Yamhill Wonder. Um, he is uh, he's joining me today because Hunter is too busy moving. Mm-hmm. And he is, I would say, the prized intellectual of the open mic comedy scene circuit. He reads books. Yep, that's, he, I've that's seen the, it on that's social. Really what does it? I've seen yeah. it on social media. You one time you posted like a book you were reading, or you said something about like I hate how no one, none of you read. Or, <laughs> is that true? Right? I get so mad sometimes. What? Yeah. What is that? Right? Like yeah. yeah. That, no, I don't remember the specific. but that yeah, sounds like something. There was, I would say, you yeah. just like posted a book you had read, and you're like, I hate how none of you read because I can't <laughs> talk about this with anyone. <laughs> I mean, you yeah, you surround yourself with the wrong crew if you were looking for like intellectually stimulating conversation that isn't about like, yo, have you ever like dripped cum in an important meeting yeah. and uh, you're just like, oh shit, dude, my dick is all drippy right now, well, bro. Well, that's that's where that's my true home. That's the problem. Okay. that's really where I you want to be. be. But um, people that read are usually not that fun to talk to. Right, they're not doing the derpy dick um, conversation. And also like. Uh, there are I've come across when I see a comedian bring a book to an open mic, I take it uh, I, I take it with an open mind every time and I get pumped and I go talk to him and oh, I'm like, Oh, this person I immediately assume I immediately assume sexual predator. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going a different route. Well any person who tries to to, to seem smart in to, a in a, to at an seen, open mic to be seen with a book. You ain't reading at a loud bar while people are yelling their dick jokes, my no, man. Oh, it's a move. It's a move. It's a thing. It's a fucking thing, dude. Fuck yeah. those people. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. do not trust them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a But good policy. for you for having an open mind thinking well, that they wanted then, uh, to the talk. The thing about when you read is, <laughs> Jake, this is like, this isn't condescending <laughs> at all. Uh, <laughs> the thing about when you. The thing you about <laughs> being a reader is you become. There's different tiers of readers oh There's different wow classes within okay the wow reading community. are you a one percent reader too i am a one percent i read Seth. i read the good stuff and when i see somebody and i'm like oh this person's got a book maybe this is a fellow reader and then there's like some <laughs> nicholas sparks shit or whatever it's like it's always what it is and I'm what like, um right. okay so Malcolm can you Gladwell. can you break down kind of the general you don't have to be super, super tier system of the reading community so also so people that um the top tier of the reading community hates me they'll never accept me they I, i'm not why uh, they, they think don't you're like, like a plebe or something yes what uh, like because what do you read that they're not reading uh lit world is a whole just like comedy world they have dramas there's the new shit coming out they argue about what's good what's sure, not good. any community is like tra- yeah but it's very much like that and i'm not like that and those people also have a tendency they went to like really good schools hey you're a graduate they, of the carlson school of management the university of minnesota, of minnesota dog. don't fucking shit but, on I mean, that. they went to uh they they have a master's in fine arts right they, 
they you their know, whole world is built around this and shit. And so they've they've taken classes about uh, literary critiques and all this and, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I can't speak a language that they really appreciate. I see. Um, I just come off as uh, probably as how the the open micer that brings a book comes off to me is how right. I come off to them. Um, Are you well? Okay, give me like an example of stuff that. What do you when you say I read the good stuff? What are you good stuff. What Only are you talking about? Um, like, no, no cheap fiction. No. Well, I'll read shitty. I'll read shitty stuff to hmm, relate really? to the common man. Did you read, read the, some, the Dragon Girl trilogy? No. Did Girl you the read Dragon Tattoo? No. Did you read the Dan Brown books? No. The, the what are they called? Finding, da Vinci Code. <laughs> I almost said Finding Da Vinci. Find, yeah, whatever. <laughs> finding Tom Hanks. No. Um, see, and that's what like, like comics when they're reading, they want to talk about. And I, I don't, I don't read those. What I do you have, read? I follow my own interests from. Wow, book to a book true to book. scholar. Uh, but a I'm renegade not, man. And another thing I do <laughs> is, that's weird is I find a a writer that I like, and I'll go through and read multiple things that they've done oh yeah so i like when you find a new band you're like what's right. their whole discography right right yeah, so yeah. i don't do it like i'm not well read i haven't read everything that someone who went through a lit program read like all their basics sure i haven't read the, i never i missed the the cool whatever the hot new book is whatever that's out the I don't jonathan franzen's i don't the, know what that yeah, is okay um i mean sometimes i do read some of those if they make it to me um, but usually I don't. Are so, you more fiction or nonfiction? I'm more fiction. Okay. Big fiction guy. Oh, you're a big fic guy. All big right. fiction guy. Okay. Yeah. Huge. Wow. All right. Well, and essays. I like essays. I like a good cultural essay that gives me some insight. Well, this is a perfect podcast for you, baby, because yeah. we are we're talking insight into the com the culture of today and yeah. of you know whenever. So we also follow our own intellectual curiosity in this podcast but it's generally within like a two-page article yes we're not really looking more of a listicle we're let no okay i we're not well this is not called slideshow yeah you had, maybe you a powerpoint <laughs> yes we had to yeah you had to click 15 times exactly to, to kind of get something and uh you know so you know we, we read a zizek interview last week now we're not going to read a zizek book Right. I'm not going to go and read 150 pages of See, when you say some Zizek, Slovenian man. I don't know who that is. Okay. I know I thought Gordon Giracek, the former NBA player. Well, I thought that's probably not You're wearing a Lin Sanity shirt right oh, now. Man. So yeah, the shirt has become a classic. Yeah. This has aged so well. People made fun of me during Lin Sanity for this shirt. Now this is compliments every time I go out, baby. Yeah, I mean, he got into it with Kenyon Martin on the racial politics of tattoos. That was a great moment. I love that. What did Slam he dunk. He goes because uh, he because Jeremy Lin had dreadlocks, right? And he goes, "You shouldn't be wearing dreads." Da 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 da. Kenyon Martin said that. Yeah. And then he goes, uh, "He did like Kenyon, like I appreciate your feedback on my hair, just like how I enjoy your Chinese tattoos <laughs> that <laughs> clearly have no meaning in your fucking life." Uh, Woo! And he did it very nicely. He did it very. A, he did the soft fuck you. He's a Jesus guy. Yeah, he did a very soft. I want to go tell you to fuck yourself, <laughs> but I'm going to do it in the slowest, I'm gonna, I'm softest roll. I'm going to do this like I care about you. He should have been like, also, your fucking kissy tattooed gotta, neck. Yeah, big, gotta, the uh, biggest pair of lips I've ever seen on a neck tattooed on you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Kenyon Martin. Yeah. Linsanity, <laughs> baby. Yeah. No, nah, I think he's balling in China now. He can't get back in the league. Yeah. I mean, 
I always liked that he had a longer Taiwan career Taiwan. than Jimmer Fredette. You know, he really stuck those in. Were, those were neck and neck in your mind if you wanted one to outlast the other. I just felt like Jimmer always tried to get in the NBA, and it was kind of funny, and he seemed like a better prospect, but then yeah. Jeremy Lin. Jeremy had the moment. Yeah. Lightning in a bottle for the Knicks, baby. In, in the NBA. See, in the Jimmer NBA. had a moment in college, and, and, everybody, and that's why he got drafted so high, but it's like, no, that wasn't going to work. Yeah. You're in a. You're the best. G, he's the. Uh, what's God, the Jimmer was so famous. What's in the Kevin Costner movie? Uh, the baseball flick where he's like Field the, of Dreams. Fi, no, no, no. 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 Uh, Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Where he was like the sickest AAA home run <laughs> hitter. Like he was. He had hit like the most AAA home runs in the history of AAA baseball. But he hadn't really done shit in the majors. Right. Jimmer Fredette, amazing G League player. Like will go off for seventy in a G League game. Gets a ten day contract in the NBA, and you know. I heard that he refused to accept a small role, and that's why he didn't stay. Ooh. Because he could have had uh, a role where, he, hey, this guy comes off the bench and shoots threes. He wanted to be the he, star. In Jimmer's mind, it's Jimmer is the squad. He's, he's like, I am the Mormon it's Michael funny. Jordan. That Seinfeld episode the where he, the guy <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, he's Jimmy. like, Jimmy's go, Jimmy Jimmy went to the dunk. hole. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmer can go to the hole. Oh. Uh, well, yeah. So, anyways, what did we... Okay, so Seth came on the pod. He filled in. He's filling in graciously for our boy, our lost comrade, Hunter Donaldson. And we gave it up to Seth this week to pick the article. Yes. Um, you know, which I think is, is good. So, Seth... Are you going to keep having guests, or are you and Hunter going to keep... No, Hunter and I are going to do it digitally, but this week, he's literally leaving on Saturday, and he was he's like... He had to come over to here, and he had to, he's still like packing his shit up over at his girlfriend's. So it was too much to try to record. Nobody so. can keep up, keep up with Jake Silverman, man. They try, you got they try. Pods, they, doing, they try to stay you know, on. I was on my I, I was on my way over here uh, as I was leaving. I texted Shane. We were texting. I was like, oh, I'm going over to Jake's to do a pod. He goes, he goes, when? He's like, I got a pod with Jake at seven. Like, oh my God, Jake's got a full pod schedule. Literally, there. all three of them are recording today. I'm doing this one, and then I got Did We Solve It at 7, and I got Back of the Room the Tonight grinder, at 9, baby. baby. If You can try to keep up, but you're going to lose. Some They're not meant for this life. No. I you're like, the, like how Lou Williams parties is how right. hard you work at comedy. And it's, it's just a mistake to try to keep up with you. <laughs> You'll burn out. Just don't let Jake around the rookies because uh, they can't keep up. They can't keep up. They try to be act. I'm not a role model. I'm not <laughs> supposed someone to be just following. Just a freak, man. Uh, if only any modicum of success would come out of all this fucking effort. <laughs> um, all right, Seth. So what did you bring us? And maybe give a quick little uh, background of who the author is because I had never heard of this person. Um, but you kind of have. That's what I thought was interesting because it's Jay Caspian Kang and you – you start talking about Free Darko, and I was like, I forgot that he was a Free Darko. I guy. looked his bio up, and it was like, free, I was like, oh shit, Free Darko. So I do remember that. So this guy, give a little bio of this, the author. Well, who's um, what's his story? Kind of where did he come? Well, up? this is my take. I don't know the guy. I haven't sure. read everything he's ever done or anything. But he he uh, he ascended to kind of like highbrow writing. Uh, got like laid off from all that stuff. His his now he's on Twitter a lot. Is kind of a provocateur like a very smart guy who will like some of his jokes are like super funny uh some of them not but he kind of just will go off on anything he talks about basketball so that's kind of why i still kind of 
know who he is. He started off as because he wor- worked for Grantland. Grantland, yeah, he, he was like a he went from like Free Darko, I think, to Grantland. So he was into like New York Times Magazine. Yeah, and he's working on some kind of book. Um, so uh, he's kind of like his independent journalist now, writer yeah. figure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think he's he taught respected. at some point. Yeah. Um, and this is his blog that he has yeah, with a couple. Yeah, it's a Substack, which is like. Why? What? Yeah. Really what is Substack? It. I don't really. It I seems, see it when I ever Google something like essays on this, and I see Substack. I don't know what it is. It seems to be something a lot of writers use. It's like Patreon, basically, but more built for people who write and pod than. Oh, so you can be like subscribe to this, and you'll get content. And you can choose it if you have if you. Right on Substack, you can either choose to make, you can choose all your options on how you want your content to be charged. It can all be free. You can have it all be free and just have a, hey, if you want to donate, subscribe, help me out. Or you can make it all paid or you can choose which stuff is paid and which stuff I is see. free. Okay. And I think their model is if, you, if you're making money off it, they, it's free. But if you make money off it, they take 10%. Sure. And I think that's their model. So this is, this is something his Substack and it's like uh, his like a podcast he does with some other people yeah. and just essays and just whatever's on his mind he, yeah. that he throws up there. Yeah. So the article or the, I guess, I don't know. Do you call this a blog post? Is it a blog? I don't know. That sounds so mean. It does. It, it sounds like you wouldn't take anybody seriously if we were reading a blog but post. But it is a blog. It is a blog. It's called, ti- the blog is... Time to say goodbye, and it's this. So he writes articles, uh, and they also have a podcast with two other people. Yeah, goodbye.substack.com. Yeah, and it's called Black Protester, White Protester, and he wrote this on June 5th. So right this, at the beginning of yeah, the protests, really. Yeah. Um, a couple weeks in. Right. It's interesting. Isn't it funny to read through it and remember what was the news that week? Yeah. And it's like, oh, that was a long time ago when – I mean, it was like he's talking about Minneapolis. And right. Like, oh, I haven't heard about that in a while. I forgot. Protests in Minneapolis are done, and they've been done for weeks. Wow. Like, my, my, I talked to my mom about it because, you know, she knows I'm going out here doing videos. And she, and yeah. she was like, Shout Minneapolis. Vicky. Vicky, big dog Vic, dude. Big dog. <laughs> she, big Vic. Big, okay. Big dick Vic. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> big dick Vic, huh? Uh, I didn't want to say it. It's okay. Um, she seems cool. We're cool. Yeah, you we, guys are we cool. We watch your live stream together, and we talk yeah she's a, she's very supportive yeah. she you know she's in on my life she knows that i've helped you get procure mushrooms yeah oh yeah that's right i told it was her a big I'm thing sorry. yeah she was you know like, that that i shouldn't have done that it was because i don't, I don't it, yeah know. it would have been funny if i had like really been keeping that some type of secret from my <laughs> mom like hey i do mushrooms or i've done mushrooms and shit but or uh, i'm just the mushroom connect yeah yeah i just be seen <laughs> i just know where to take them some guy that they can't show their face to. They have to wait in the car while I go in because yeah. he trusts me. Yep. Uh, those were the good old days. I, I, I totally forgot that I'd even done that for you until you said it on the stream. I was like, oh, shit, I did do that. And I remember the guy could only sell like a... An ounce. A, like I had to get lot of I had to get a whole thing. Yeah. Oh, actually, it's all syncing up because the guy, my friend who I did those with yeah. is the guy who sent me this article. He's an acquaintance of Kang, Danny Nowell. Oh, shit. He lives in North Carolina, and he's a writer. And, uh, Damn, you're just blowing up his spot too that he, he did mushrooms. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh maybe. Uh, well, let's say he uh, told me how to do them. Yeah. He didn't do them. Yeah, he didn't do them. Um, no one listens to this. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. Um. And so, 
yeah, it all it all connects back together. So uh, he's like a big Kang guy. Okay. Too. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, he wrote this June fifth. So obviously, just a few weeks after the George Floyd murder, and then obviously, kind of the outpouring of support and protest around the world, really. Right. Um, and now you know we're in late July, almost uh, August is a few days away, and protests have largely. They're obviously the biggest ones are still in Portland, and then there's like, you'll see like, a hundred people in Omaha protested for black. Like there's these little pockets little of people, ones. like these small towns. Yeah. Uh, not like Omaha is a tiny town, but you know, maybe wouldn't expect any It'll be a protest. story of like, oh, some um, Trump bikers beat up a Black yeah. Lives Matter protest in right. somewhere in Idaho. Yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're kind of it's it's weird reading this because we are in the epicenter and I've been going down to the protest yeah. the last week and a half. And it's just seeing it up close and kind of what it's turned into is interesting as well. But so, Seth, we both read the article. What do you, what do you think? Your, what's his overall point here with black protester, white protester? What is he kind of trying to? Well, break he's down? talking about that thing you hear a lot and we, it's funny that they were saying this then because they still saying it now is like oh yeah it's it's we're uh it's a you hear this point a lot of like uh the protesters who are good and the protesters who are bad and like the and the white protester is bad the black protester is good and it's like in this kind of lens of it's anytime it's, something chaotic happens like a, a storefront being broken into or a, a fire immediately if you're it's like somewhat not, it's not obviously like um this is kind of talking from this like left-wing point of view it's not like he's not saying like what right-wing pundits would be saying well it's kind of funny because uh this ignores the like conservative thing exactly because they all just think they're all pieces of shit right right so he really kind of states in the beginning this is like for like a well-to-do liberal Looking yes. at the protest, watching the news, watching the news, seeing it, and in their mind, how do they divide protesters? Right. And this new wave is kind of like when anything bad goes happen, uh, you know, breaking, looting, whatever. These must be white suburban kids who are just out for just a fucking fuck, fuck up. shit up. They don't care about the movement. Right. And every peaceful protester is obviously they're black. They know exactly what the movement need. Like it, they, right. they are. They know exactly what to be doing uh there's no confusion on on their part it's just so these cat he what does he say like riot santa or or yeah he calls them riot santas right because they're they're making a naughty and nice naughty and nice protester list and they have and in the and in doing that they have a way of getting out of uh having to address the real concerns about what what it's all about so like he uses this tweet from a couple of tweets from the Seattle mayor of uh, the mayor of Seattle, Jenny uh, Durkin, when the chop or the Chaz was happening. Chaz. And she goes, uh, and this was dated May 31st, both of these. Uh, I want to acknowledge that much of the violence and destruction both here in Seattle and across the country has been instigated and perpetrated by white men. And the second tweet goes, these individuals experience the height of privilege and are co-opting peaceful demonstrations that were organized by and meant to center people of color, particularly black Americans. So this is kind of his jump off point for this type of view. Right. Um, and he's basically saying, like, look, by by kind of categorizing this. You are in a lot like he's like, what is the point of doing this? Because he kind of uses a lot of examples of showing like 
even if a bunch of white kids showed up um, for maybe, quote unquote, the wrong reasons or not being 100% hip to what they're supposed to be there for, they all ended up getting gassed by the cops anyways. Therefore, their minds are going to be like, wait, like... The black protesters and the white protesters have a lot in common because we're all getting gassed right, right. now. We're all yeah, we're, we're all, all on the wrong side of the state oppression. Lethal, yeah. yeah, all this stuff. So this whole like anytime some bad shit happens, we have to like break it down categorically and 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 force this weird narrative on, which just also just, it isn't true. I mean, he even says it. There are black people who break things. There are. I mean, there's just. Yeah. There's, there isn't this clean cut line. And I was telling you, actually, we were texting this morning about like how in a, a couple critiques of my videos have been like, you know, who are you showing? And like, you know, I talked to a couple of black guys who were a bit critical of how the protests had turned out. Right. And it's this I'm noticing more just because I'm having to actually think about narrative for the first time. Like all the other Jake on the Streets videos were comedy. So there was no. Hey, I think. As a, as a former producer yes. of Jake on the Streets, I don't want you to erase the importance of our brunch of our line, yeah, our our brunch brunch line, line episode that was loaded. It was contentious. Right. There was so much debate on, like on we, who, who was represented like by brunch line. the lines. truth that they didn't want to see, which is that these places, food is not worth it's waiting for. It's not worth for. waiting for. Um, I did say at one point in the brunch line video, if I waited out for waffles for two hours, I would walk into traffic. So yeah, you said that to like a nice family. A nice family of eight Utah. waiting. For <laughs> 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 we zoomed in on the daughter's eyes just blowing <laughs> up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's been weird because I've gotten away from primarily comedy videos because it's not that easy to make like out and out just comedy when there's literally tear gas flying, you know. I'm not trying to make like some gotcha move where I that say that would be bad. It would be un- and it wouldn't be what I'd be interested in doing. Yeah. But I have gotten a few feedback points of like, you know, I showed, uh, like, I showed a black guy who was critical of the protesters, basically saying like, I'm down here. I think it's gotten away from Black Lives Matter. I think this is a, a whole different movement. Mm-hmm. And you know, I got a message about that. Like, yeah, you showing this guy, this black guy. It's just like it was by a white guy who was saying this. First of all. You know, you're showing Shocking. you're showing a guy who's who's maybe against the movement. I don't know how good that is for the movement. It's like, well, I'm not here to write the story of. Uh, it's not my job to author the some narrative that makes it look. And if I talk to this guy and he has an interesting point, removing it seems like one of the most racist things you could do. Honestly, right. oh, I found a black guy who doesn't agree with the the media narrative, so therefore we need to not show his shit. Yeah. We actually ran into that dude last night, and he thanked us for not cutting his interview oh, from the he video. It? He saw because we give him our name, and we're like oh, not yeah. trying to. I'm like, yeah, you can watch it here in a few days. And he goes, hey, dude, like, thanks so much. Like, uh, I appreciate. You know, he was just like happy that we didn't cut his shit up to make it seem like he was saying something that we, he wasn't. Well, that reminds me of something King points out about these protests is with so many, with so much different, so many different people involved. You can create any kind of story oh, yeah, you want. You totally. could go out there and you could talk to, like idiot white kids who don't know anything you can only you could talk to punk whites and you'd be like wow this movement sucks yeah because it's just a bunch of drunk teenagers rioting yeah you could you can make it you can cut together any kind of story you want because so many different people and things are happening down there and that's overall like that's the thing is like right now if you just go on like what he's saying if you just watch the news or whatever news source you get you're going to get a very like a 
well now that's it's already shifted it seems like because when you watch the news now now what they do is good protester bad protester yeah. i mean just like this is an art- article from june and he even talks about historically them doing yeah. this during the first civil rights movement of the, there was like commune they were calling them communists right like outside agitator, the outside com- agitator communists were the thing. real ones in the protest doing right. it and it's like this it's like this old playbook but it's this new twist and now it is funny that you see literally i saw some cnn clip and it's like they talk to a black guy there who's like this is the movement where he this is important where everything made sense and they talk to like it's like they're they're just following these two points now yeah because the the right will say this isn't real right this isn't this isn't about black lives matter they just want to burn down federal buildings sure they're, they're anarchists and right. all this stuff antifa anarchists and it's just like you just see everything falling into this good protester bad protester thing i know and it's like and then when you i mean that's the that's why the fucking all these people with youtube channels are fucking bodying cnn and fox not maybe like they don't have the money to promote but it's like you know like at least i'm getting an on the ground thing and i'm not being force fed some weird two minute i mean dude some of these sound clips that they use are fucking 15 seconds yeah and it's like so we're supposed to distill our opinion from your newscast about these monumental protests from one guy saying 10 seconds and another guy and that's it that's all we get that's all the info we get and then it's like well back to you chuck you know it's yeah it's boiled down into like a stupid reductive. Yeah. It's uninformed. It's not reflecting what's going on. And it is too, part of it too is it's like, it's hard for people to have, uh, to understand something that's complicated. And it just always is. It's, it's very hard. It's easier to say, no, like that's a good protest. There's a few bad apples. Sure. Or it's easy to say, no, those are just anarchists that are burning shit down and right. taking advantage of an opportunity. It's like, it's, I mean, Jake on the street shows that it's like a bunch of, there's people that are truly down there for the cause, dedicated to it. There's uh, there's weirdos. There's I mean, dude, in downtown Portland. high out of their mind. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's, it, we're, there's so many, that's the thing that I was just most, like, when you go down there, day, you know, like, we take, we went down there, took a couple of days off, went down there. So you get... I mean, again, like he says, like you can kind of patch together any narrative, but I think we're pretty trying to be cognizant of how what types of people we're showing and what perspective. Right. Like we do take aware, like okay, well, we've talked to a person kind of with this viewpoint. Maybe we can find somebody who you know, because you want to show a diversity of like opinions. But um, it's just so funny because I've run into like last night we had an incident where you know there was a, a, a like a street fight. Um, and it was, you know, kind of gnarly. It was about like eight. It's hard to tell as a 33 year old man, like what ages kids are. Cause I'm like, are they, are these like Teens? 18 year olds or are they like in their early 20, you know, like that area. When you look at kids, you're like, how old are you? Like, I don't know, yeah. but it was a, a group of like young people who had surrounded, they got in some type of fight with a protester and the protester was like a, to me appeared to be like a pretty small woman she had a shield she had like a helmet and goggles but just the body type and shape it looked like i was like this was like a pretty small person looked to be like a small woman and she was surrounded on all sides by this like angry group of kids or young adults or i mean they weren't like 10 year olds or 15 year olds they were like you know out on their own 
and they were like hitting her and like kind of like in this one guy uh, in the group had a fucking hammer that I was like worried that he might hit her with a hammer. Like it was not a safe situation. And our camera guy started to film it because it's just like a an event that's like, okay, this is like a very unique thing that, again, the news wouldn't show, but it is part of the pro. Bad things happen inside of the ranks of the protest. People were supposedly on the same side still disagree. And these two people came up, immediately put their hands in front of the camera, in front of us. Don't film this. We don't want, we don't film this. Telling us as if they're our bosses. We don't film protesters. Is like, well, we're potentially witnessing a fucking assault right now. And if your first instinct is to make sure, and you know, the group was like mixed race. It was like a couple of black kids, a couple of white kids, a couple, like it was a pretty diverse group All of teenagers. to assault a woman. See, we can get along. Right. Everybody's getting along to assault this young lady. And their first image though, their first mind was it, it, uh, instead of trying to stop this woman from potentially getting the shit kicked out of her, they were like, it's more important that, this doesn't get out into any type right. of narrative. We don't want this on. We this don't will want, hurt the cause. This will hurt the cause. Right. And you no, know, and they did every move, classic move in the in like they they fell in lockstep to whatever Fox News would be telling you that they would do. They see something they don't like. They knocked, tried to knock the camera out of our hands. They broke his light. They called us cops. They called us fascists. They they did everything that you're like. Wait a minute. You guys are pulling this card. You're trying to get us jumped down here. They were yelling out that you were cops. These guys are fucking cops. Fuck you, fascist. And it's like, dude, this is a clear intimidation They would have believed it if it was me, but you and Jesse do not. Right. Those are some very (laughs) convincing undercovers. (laughs) If (laughs) if you guys, if anyone's buying it, you guys do not look like (laughs) cops. Yeah, the cops are. Yeah, we just hired these two scraggly-looking guys with a fucking beat-up camera and a shitty Zoom recorder to get in inside on what's this going down. This guy's holding his microphone and his <laughs> Zoom recorder all bundled up together. And this, uh, this other guy uh, hasn't but, eaten in weeks. <laughs> <laughs> They're deep cover. It's deep, man. But they were like super, basically, you know. And at one, it was a it was a guy and a girl, and like that also played into it because it was like. Look, lady, 99% of you knows that we're not going to hit a woman, so we're just kind of going to take this. Mm. And it just was a really dangerous situation, but it just, again, reinforced this thing of, like, okay, like, there are certain people down here who, if anything looks bad for the cause, it just can't, they'll do whatever it takes to make sure that that's out of the stream, no matter how tiny of a YouTube channel it could possibly get out to. Um. I don't know. I guess the overall point, I don't know. I feel like I've noticed that with the left a lot. You know, I don't know. Maybe the right does it too, but I don't pay attention to them as much. But like, since I was in college, I've noticed more and more the left is like, gets nervous about like, seems like they get nervous sometimes about facts or like arguments that could in quote. And you went to a a famous left. I went to a famous left and I started noticing a lot of this like woke shit a few years before it started to get big where people would be like, shutting down people who had like a different point of view especially on evergreen's campus where like you could not really have i mean being a conservative or even a moderate and evergreen was just right what were you doing there yeah and I, it's not like i was really that either but it's funny just to think like i just saw it for a lot of years people like using like you know someone has a slightly different you're a racist like immediately going to the worst possible word like just like calling someone a cop or a fascist amongst a group where that's going to be pretty 
Yeah, dangerous. I wonder about this too. I feel like I wonder if it's just you. We see that because we're more in that. Like I wonder. Right, if, it's if, hard if to if tell. We're at a Proud Boys rally. Are they like getting mad at each other for not sticking to the script? Right, like you know? they're just like I don't know, guys. Because it's we always should... like I always feel like people always say the the right is more unified, like it's just more a basic agreement amongst them. But I wonder if you were neither of us is ever in in it. We are not at the proud boy. So rallies. I wonder if that's actually true, or if they're just like right. If some guys, I don't know, it does look like these cops are shooting a lot of black people, and they're just like shut up. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting. I mean, maybe there's not as uh I yeah, we need like a right insider to be like, yo, what is it like when someone steps out of the this the main line there? Or somebody's like, I don't know, I <laughs> I kinda like uh art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, You gotta go, bro. You gotta get the fuck out of here. You gotta go. What is that, a David Bowie album in your <laughs> Yeah <laughs> in your truck? Well, I wonder if sometimes on the right, and this is like pure, I have no idea. There's nothing I could back up, but like, are they just more unified? Like, are the things that they are unified on like stronger sticking points than maybe some of the lefts? Like, Mm. you know, you have a lot of like Christians and they can, that's a pretty big thing to agree on. Like we're all believers in Christ, right? like pro America. Like you don't really have to get into the nitty gritty. As long as you kind of keep saying you're pro America, you don't really have to have to like, there might be differences in what you think. But really, what I see from the Proud Boy rallies and a lot of those, right, it's just like, as long as you kind of show up with the uniform, no one's really questioning your shit anyways. Mm. You know, like, I got an American... I mean, these motherfuckers at Trump rallies will be like, they'll have an American flag sitting right next to a QAnon person. And those people can't be that common, yet they don't seem to be fighting that much. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, Trump I forgot have, you did cover that. You went to, as a reporter to the yeah the dude, Trump comedy I, the show. the comedy show, and it's just like they were fucking stoked, my man. Like they loved it, and you know it was like a campaign rally in a lot of ways. But I just think like they just agree on these big, big things. Where like the left, you know, it's kind of like a lot of the things they agree on are are um they like you know they say they're pro free or you know we're we're like pro LGBT, let's say, or whatever. But a lot of what they are is like their position is a lot of like defensive and anti. We are anti-racism, anti. So that's gets just already a more nitty gritty position to be in versus pro America or pro right. this massive institution. Right. So I don't know. I mean, we don't know. I you probably have a better insight into right wing being from Yamhill than I do from <sighs> Minneapolis. I mean, I never I mean, really they just like. I don't like. They all just seem. St- they're all just dumb, man. <laughs> what a I life. mean, it's like they're all. J- it's just like the the people I've known. They just. I was think people on the left fight and they'll they'll hate each other because they they get into the de- the details of something and they they disagree. Like I've gotten into fights where I like where I disagree with somebody over some small thing, and then I'm like feel like I hate that person. Then I'm like, oh, we agree on like. I'm talking about somebody who ag- agrees with me on things and will yeah. still f- will still fight. Right. But um my <laughs> my my uh <laughs> red county upbringing and uh and all that stuff is like they just don't really seem to think about it that much to a point where they find disagreement. Like they they're not right. thinking about policies and uh yeah, like uh and that's- value like th- their value is like I don't want to be inconvenienced. Shut up. And family uh, first, religion first, 
country first. But it's not even religious first because it's it's like it's Christian first. Chris, sorry, it's yeah, my, yeah, yeah. Obviously, just, yeah. If I was like, yeah, Jews like, too, <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. no. It's more just like I just want my shit to be how I want it to be and fuck everything else. I don't know. I just didn't really see the type of arguing or, or uh, infighting, like figuring things out to a point where you find out you disagree on something. Yeah, it's just it just didn't run that deep. <laughs> Damn, that's so, so weird. You know, I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, that's the that's that's the boots on the ground viewpoint. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It is just like, and I don't. I am tr- like obviously like I was pretty pissed about it, but I am also trying to ha- be of the mindset. Like those were two people in a crowd of thousands. Yeah. It's just hard when it actually happens to you not to be like, you know what? Fuck all these people. Yeah. Like for about 10 minutes, I was the most conservative person down there. I was like, you know what? Fuck these protests. You're about to pitch Jake on the street to Fox. Yeah. News. Cause it's like, I'll get you a narrative. Look, that I'll, your check, viewers I'll, will I'll eat tuck the fuck my out. Jew chain in yeah, that I've been wearing be proudly. I can just slip that right under the t-shirt. Right. I know I'm wearing it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> But I was pretty livid. But, you know, overall, I think, yeah, just like so basically, you know, getting back to this article, his point is just like, you know, people from the outside try to ascribe it. These things. Uh, right. And it's, it's, his thing is like to me, at least his thing is the person who that is for. It doesn't fucking really it's not really what matters. They're not going like, to really a- ever get appealing involved. Appealing to this. Yeah. The, the riot Santa, like the, the right. concerned liberal who's watching this and trying to make sense of it. Good versus bad, yeah. It's like, if you try to placate them, you lose momentum. You lose... Right. Y- you're only going to hurt yourself if that's who you're worrying about presenting to. And it's like... And he was kind of like, trust these white kids. Like, they're yeah. down there. They're down there. They're getting gas. Like, they've showed up because you said... I mean, said we've seen our friend, our white friends getting... Dude, the amount uh, of bullet, the like amount whatever, of the rubber bullets. bullets uh, what do they call it? Like you know, like food porn, like <laughs> yeah. like riot porn. Riot. <laughs> like we've gotten ass pics, we've gotten side pics. I mean, uh-huh. there the the amount of people willing to show their fucking flesh damage off what the cops have done to them is. And it is like I know, like some of those people, we kind of are clearly doing it. They want attention and to yeah, it's you know, cloud and all this stuff. Yeah. And, and, but you know, I think if that happens to you, you do believe in that shit. At you at know, some level, you have to. I, I mean, got I, shot by the cops. Like I'm not just faking caring about yeah. police brutality. You know. What no, I mean? that's the thing. I've definitely like softened my um, stance, even in the last like year on like virtue signaling shit. Yeah. Because I've kind of been like, you know, man, like virtue signaling is like whack, and it's kind of gross when you look at it. And uh, you know, some of it is like way over the top. Where you're, like. Okay, but a lot of it, you know, this type of thing where they're like, look at me as at the protest. I'm like, you know, it's still getting a message out. You You were were there. there. You you did it. You were down there. I can't really, I mean, it it wouldn't be something I would do. I wouldn't, you know. Well, and I think I see too, I mean, other people who are down there and you just see, they they post a picture and they're like, this was important. Yeah. And then other people seem to be making themselves the center of what's going on. And it's, it's like, you know what? They're both down there. Sure. And they both probably believe the same way. Uh, one person is trying to get a little bonus, but... Hey, man. You know? Who cares? Another thing I liked in this article was uh, Kang dropped a great obscure uh, insult. He called people smooth brains. 
Let yeah. me do this for the smooth brain yes. people out there. And I love an obscure. Like I bet he read that somewhere, <laughs> and just like it thought it was cool. Like, because when I come across a rare, obscure type of insult, I remember it forever. Yeah, and I, I just was can't wondering. Wait to use it. I hadn't seen Smooth Brain before. Smooth Brain is a deep <laughs> cut, man. That's how I know he. Uh, that's how I fuck with Kang, man. Yeah. Anyone bring- who re- who comes across a, something like Smooth Brain and files it away for later use. Right. He's like, this will come in. A fisherman always knows another fisherman from afar. <laughs> Very handy. You know yeah. Haters always know the other haters oh. in the room. <laughs> oh, man. So have you gone down to the protest at all? Uh, I am banned from the protest. Right. Because uh, of COVID. I, I could have gone anywhere with that. No, but my, my wife works at the hospital and she just doesn't want me down there during a pandemic yeah but i was thinking about saying to her like i don't unless they're just not reporting it it seems like nobody's really getting it at these they haven't there hasn't been a story of like because when an outbreak happens right. like it was at a meat processing plant it was at a church yeah uh it was at a orgy they, right. i haven't seen one where it's like all these people went to the same protest yeah uh so maybe they are safe or maybe that's just not getting reported I think it's relatively safe because it's outside and large majorities of people are wearing masks. Now I am going to be taking a break for a number of reasons. One, I'm, I'm kind of tired of being down there for a little <laughs> bit. I've, I've, I've done enough talking to people, but yeah. also I am sometimes talking to people who like are not wearing their mask correctly or are like not wearing a mask at all. Or, you know, yeah. we talked to this guy last night who had literally just gotten tear gas. So his shit was like on his chin. And I was just like, well, I don't know. We're here. I mean, I, I'm th- I'm thinking about reapplying to go do it. Um, with, <laughs> to the and like wife. I say, yeah, and I'll be like, I'm gonna wear a mask. I'll stay for. But if you know, if I'm doing that, I'm gonna do a daytime much better. walk. I'm not going down there to the war zone, which no. is a, I think people who aren't in Portland don't know that that is a certain time in a certain place. Right. For the most part, that's downtown after dark around the federal courthouse building. It's about a two-block radius. And like during and sometimes there's been a couple things that have broken up near here on the north side yeah. of town. But really... I saw the, yeah, they tear-gassed up on Lombard yeah. one night. It's very localized. But that was also at night. Yeah. No, it's all at night. Yeah. At night, it's like the cops just... It's like they turn to... Wh- their werewolf comes out, and they're yeah. like, oh, the sun's down. Now it's, it's like the protesters are vampires. Like right. they're, you can't attack them during the day. Yeah. It's... Because there's... It's... <laughs> but at night... Yeah, it's like a sundown rule or something. It's very strange, like, um, well, what do you think, like, I mean, you're, uh, your wife is black. Thank you. What? It, well, you know, we're going to drop some real knowledge here, my man. Uh-huh. Um, what's, uh, what are the conversations like in your household about the protests? Like, what, uh, what does your wife think about them? Does she, oh, like, man, she's glad people are doing it. Yeah? That's for sure. And I am too, yeah. Like, she, I mean, but, I mean, she's like, and she, she likes she likes that there's a bunch of white people down there. She's like, it's about fucking time. White people started doing something. I was going to say, that is like, again, it, it, there has been, you even in these protests, you've noticed like some people, it's like, there's white out, al- and he brings it up in the article, white allies should be at like the front of the line. And then it's like, no, that would be centering the white. Yeah. And so these, it's like, there's this, this push of and pull of just... like, okay, like you've asked people to show up in some way. And obviously, the people are going to do like their level of comfort. Not everybody wants to be on the front line getting tear gassed, but you—it's it, kind of like, what's the direction of this? If you have, if you're making this ask of like, 
white people should be out there fighting alongside black and brown people for justice. And then every turn, it seems like at some level, they're being told they're doing it the wrong way. Yeah. Doesn't it seem like eventually you're going to kind of push people out and be like, well, fuck it, dude. Yeah, I, I don't really like, want to be down here all the time and then always being told I'm yeah, doing something. King had some line in there about, you know, when, when white people are able to cast off their whiteness, yeah. like the they, they, the power gets intensified and you, instead of just correcting how somebody's protesting the whole time. Right. You're just, you're just protesting. You're, be, oh, I guess, you're yeah. Just, you know. Let's talk about your wife because I do want, tying that in is like, with his article, he kind of, with the casting off of whiteness thing, he kind of is like, look, eventually everybody starts to realize who's who's on whose side here. Mm. And getting gassed right. and getting beat up, you start to realize like, oh, well, like, I guess there really isn't much of a difference between white and black people if they don't seem to care who they're shooting at. Right. Like, and his kind of push is like figuring out ways to make it more about the economic system and you know like people will just naturally be like wow i guess the state isn't really that interested in anybody's safety out here it's not right. you know my privilege is quickly lost once i'm also shot once you stand side to side with yeah. a black person right right but um so yeah i just wanted to make that point cuz i remembered it but yeah so your wife is happy that yeah, people she's are glad, out there man. yeah she's i mean and also like kang points this out too is when the seattle mayor is like tweets that I must point out that most of the people doing this damage are white men. Yeah. It's like, okay, first of all, that's letting you, that's, you're trying to put yourself off the hook for fixing like the police response to this. Right. And, uh, second of all, uh, yeah, Seattle's majority white. Yeah. It's just like, uh, what do you think a Portland protest is going to be? Yeah. Imagine like, if only change. black people showed up in a Portland protest. Right. I mean, it would be, it would be a massacre. It would be, yeah, there would be, be 20, nothing. Be 20 people down 20 there. people. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I don't know. I think people get too, and reading this article too, I was like, yeah, I too feel like I've I've been falling into this thing too of like, you know what? They're down there. At the end of the day, these people are down there, even if it's for showing off, sure, or whatever. They they're they're contributing to a a cause, um, that they believe know, in, and they're down there. And I do think it is important too for like white people to. They're they're putting it on there and not in like a detached, like the riot Santa way of somebody who's at home watching this on CNN trying to figure out how to feel about it. They're they're actually doing something, right? You know, uh, which is good. And the other thing is, is like, I guess, you know, these things like we've talked about, kind of the whole thing are just very messy. Like it's not a it's not a it's chaos. It's not an A to B to C, and then you just eventually end up in some... I mean, dude, it, it, each person down there is learning new things about what they think about it in the moment, you know? Mm. I mean, last night we went, and it just seemed like it was going to be calm, and I came out of there with the most hatred for the feds I'd had in the three times I'd been down there because I was like, this was the clearest example to me that these dudes are... I mean, there was nobody touching the fence. There was just people gathered, which is a fundamental right of the country to do that. And it was just, you know, they had this little porthole in that they had made in the in the federal that they literally would just stick their pepper bullet gun out and just just shoot. And I mean, it's like people. you look at that and you're like, dude, you guys know what you're doing. You know, right. this is going to piss people this, off. Yeah. You know, this is going to cause chaos and fucking anger. 
And then they get to once, you know, it's just like this weird. It's like watching a fucking play almost. You're like, okay, so the the soldier enters with his gun and he shoots. And then you know that the reaction will be people throwing shit at the fence. And then they use that reaction to, to do more. more. And it's just then it becomes this accordion of just like they come together, they, they bash, and then they separate. And it's just this... This weird, like, if you just take, especially for the us who are mostly filming it, yeah. we're not really, like, chanting. We're really there trying to, to document. You're just watching it. You're like, it's like watching a fucking TV show. You're like, we all know what is going to happen here now. And it just becomes kind of surreal just to be like, we're both like, I don't know, you just start to feel like you're locked into, like, an already foregone conclusion. Like, there will never, there, there's not going to be a time when they don't shoot because they know that's the exact reaction they want. They don't, they're not yeah. there to make sure that the protest goes peacefully. <laughs> they want it to look bad. I mean, yeah. that's the whole fucking point of this. Yeah. And, yeah, that, it's, you know, but the other two nights, we didn't even get close to the fence, so we couldn't even tell really what was going on, like, actually, who was throwing what. But this one, it was, like, very clear and you're going to have people waking up at different points and be like, oh, I think that's bullshit or I think this is whack, you know. But imagine the guy, the protester last night who I saw getting mobbed. Do you think they're going to come back? Yeah. I mean, people are always constantly shifting their perspective on these things. Maybe they don't ever go back because they don't want to get jumped by eight kids. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just shit will change for people depending on how you're down there and, and what your what your experience is. As long as you, you know, uh aren't smooth brained don't be smooth brained you got a chance i feel like the 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 like sentence of our of this like weird new generation is like nuanced conversation everybody like which is like a good thing but now that's like all i hear is like we just gotta have a nuanced conversation about things and no one is doing that but everybody says that we should be doing that which is i always find funny people aren't I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's people have always been like that or people have too much information that comes at them now to do that, but people like a s- simple story, man, and they, that's what they're going to believe. It's know? very it's very that's hard. That's why people are so mad at you for filming something that goes because they like if that gets out, now people believe that this is protest is bullshit. Right. But, but that like, you can never stop that. Yeah. There'll always be something that goes against your narrative. And you and if you are if your fight is to continually narrative manage, like you're going to be that's a that's a damn bursting. I mean, you're with everybody has a cell phone and like you cannot stop an image that cuts across what you call the truth. I mean, if it's out there, it's going to get out there. People are going to see it. And, you know, it works both ways. That's also why you all of a sudden see all these videos of cops killing people like that's good. That that's that, but you know the cops don't want that. The cops right. would love that that didn't happen. So right. you you can't benefit it from one way and then be like, well, I don't want it to go against my point of view because right. like you don't get that option. You've benefited though the world has benefited from seeing these things live on cam cell phones. You can't turn around and be like, but we don't we don't show anything against our narrative. That's how we win. It's like nah, that's I know. that's done. You don't get that option. That's yeah. that's that's not what the game is it's anymore. It's so crazy though cuz there's just so much footage of everything that you really do get the version that you want. Totally. Especially if you're not especially if you're not an actively looking for looking infor- for different if sources. Just, if you're a a random person who just goes on facebook and sees what's going on you're getting exactly what you want to see unless you happen to be friends with somebody who's there or something 
even then like, you can yeah. turn it around in your mind of like humans have too many ways to hide ourselves from like the truth like we have way too many tricks to like reinforce our yeah bubble and yeah. it's no i'm right i'm right yeah, yeah you just look for the stuff you that look says for the right. stuff and you can find quick ways to get around stuff that's kind of inconvenient all of a sudden right. for you and that seems to be like probably one of the bigger challenges that we're going to be facing because smooth brains the smooth brains it. you get your you got this is a t-shirt bro smooth brains Sooth, yeah seth seth heads are smooth, now smooth brains, smooth brains. yeah um, well, any closing remarks on this this article or any, any final takeaways that you, you want to get across to the the rabid water stuffers? You call them stuffers? We call them stuffers for now. If someone wants to pay us to, uh, to, to change that, we're <laughs> open to it. Our big thing on here is Venmo. So oh. people have already Venmoed us. They really? Re- yeah, we just say Venmo us if you want to talk to us. We don't respond to other social media so what, what's your venmo uh seth haha at seth haha if you no, want but here's the thing look out for my sub stack cruising around i've seen a couple people with sub stacks now that's the wave baby look out for my sub stack it's gonna it's gonna be big okay so you're you're gonna be maybe offering some new essays on what you you know seth the, the smooth brain seth heads pod called the smooth brain pod maybe <laughs> uh pod write some stuff i don't know figure it out but i gotta do something because we do when stand-up's not going i was just like i'm not I, I like i'm sleeping worse like i just don't i'm home i i'm lucky i it's kept the my girl job that got away but i'm working it's from the girl home that got away bro she's for just... the first f- month i was writing all these new bits working them out that's all gone that's dead because uh, this shit's that was when i thought we were going coming back in like six months but yeah, dude. now it's going to be a couple years. Yeah. I'm like, I need something meaty to just, that makes me do something. Substack, baby. That's the wave. Substack. Th- I mean, you know, this is the argument that every comic has made when they say like, I'm going to get into sketch. They always uh, say, I'm going to film some sketches and no comic ever films those sketches. I know. So, you know, you can say you're going to have a little Substack, or I'm wait. I'll, well, here's the thing. I made a list of uh, a couple days ago. I made a list of what I can do right now and what I can't do right now. I can't bank on doing something with another person. Yes. I can't bank on like in the same room. I mean, right. you can do yeah. pods. But I can't. And stuff. I can't write a sketch and just no. Not really. It's got to be something. The best thing to do is something at home, alone, by myself. <laughs> yeah. And that I can use the internet to get out there. Got to. And that's really it. Well, what what are those things? Do you have any idea? Substack, Substack, <laughs> Substack and OnlyFans. Substack, it's Substack or OnlyFans. That's really it's what it world. is. It is. It's the Substack or OnlyFans <laughs> world. I mean, you either spreading your mind or you're spreading them cheeks. You spread the but mind so, or the cheeks. Something's being spread. Okay, something's being busted open. You bust open that fucking beautiful yeah. mind of yours. You bust open those cheeks, dude. Yeah. Because. Yeah, you got to get something beautiful out there. Mind, Beautiful mind, beautiful cheese. Beautiful mind, beautiful cheese. Maybe that'll be my substack. Yeah, yeah. Dude, like like all the all the paid content will just be you spreading your ass, but all the free stuff will be these like a long 13,000 worded essay, you know, just deep deep dives and then you got to pay 9.99 to just see Seth's fucking rosebud. It's going to be great. 
I don't know. I've, I would see who does it, that, and it would only be people I know in real life, which would disturb I, me. It's just me buying your new phone. <laughs> like, the only guy. Just like, Can you yeah. make it anonymous who sees it? Yeah, you'd have to. You wouldn't want me to. Well, knowing. I know. I've heard on like only maybe OnlyFans, some of those campsites, you can block out IP address regions. Yeah, some you can. Uh, most campsites, you can block out whole states. But if someone, you know, like Dirty Jake Silverman, he's got a IP address yeah, masker. I'll, he's I'll, bouncing yeah. from Mexico I'll bounce City to I'm fucking. I got <laughs> to, five to different. Yeah, he's all over the place. You can't track him. Uh, yeah, when he's getting in there. Baby. Yeah, I'm good. I'm finding you. Block me in Oregon. I got five different routers that are moving me through Vegas to fucking Minneapolis. I'm back <laughs> in, baby. It's gonna be fucking awesome. I, I, I. It's funny. Like I've been thinking about like, it's weird for me because I started projects. At different t- like I didn't really intend to have three podcasts going. It wasn't. Did we solve it? Was not supposed to come back. I think you'll have at least two more. I think so. I'm I'm thinking about a solo one. Solo. It's, well, your your Facebook live stream is yeah, ki- is kind of a podcast. It is. It is. It's become and you know I count that. Yeah, it's a project. I think in general though, like the next six months will be interesting to see what people start to like really settle into because now I think the reality for standups is like. This whole bullshit, because especially when summer ends in like any place that's not warm all the time, like L.A., any like, you know, below the Mason-Dixon line, let's say, where they could have outdoor shows maybe all year round or close Mm. to all year, maybe stand-up will happen. But imagine... But it's not... It's going to be less frequent. Less frequent. But even in Oregon, I don't know of anybody in Portland, there's been maybe a show or two that's happened outside like a outside, like a comedy, sh- comedy show i don't know of any and once the rain hits those are all those dead are over so it's like we are all going to quickly realize there's no stand-up for the foreseeable future what do i transition to we're gonna do like a birthday party every three to six months yeah or every three months or something yep. And it'll be underground. It, we, we won't, won't be able tell to talk. anybody about yeah, it. There will be no Facebook event. It'll just be like we get, we hire you to bomb for 20 minutes because you haven't done this extremely hard thing that you usually have to work on every fucking day. Ugh. Yeah, dude. It's But I don't know. I think my, I have a silver lining in that. A I silver think lining. We, a silver lining, too. That's yeah. the name of your new podcast. Yeah, a silver, the line. silver lining. No. It's all optimistic. God damn it's it. all yeah, positive. It's my positive affirmations. <laughs> Daily silver affirmations. lining. I just the do it every day. <laughs> just record it. Walk, look at yourself in your bathroom right. mirror. And I'm just, and just saying, hey. Force yourself for once in your life to talk positively oh to God. yourself. It might. Where would I be if I had any self fucking confidence? I don't know. It would be. You'd be like a copywriter. Yeah, I could have done something. No, you'd be. Uh, I don't know what you'd be. It's hu- it's hard to say. High school basketball. Yeah, coach. Yeah, I've just given up. History really, teacher, yeah, high school just, basketball just, coach. Uh, you know what, That's guys? That's a good life, man. Hey, you get a wife. Parents you get a are kid. parents are a pain in the ass to deal with. Yeah. But besides that, but I coached at JV oh, for a while. JV. I just coached for a while at JV, so no one would care. You know, I'm right. I'm. You got to get on the freshman team. That's I would be. Yeah, I would be like. Off. I would be like. Look, I'm part of a program. You know, like I'm developing the talent. Uh-huh. Junior and senior year comes around. We'll be. We'll be no, we, JV is a sweet spot. I, yeah, I changed it because freshman you got to cut kids. Well, and it's just like there's there's still you're ending dreams as a freshman. Coach. Yeah, you're like I don't see it for you in the next four years. I'm right, sorry. and you're just done. I mean, they're just like <laughs> that's a. I remember You've kids getting make cut the from the freshman team. team. That's it. It's hard to come back after that. Yeah. I mean, unless you pull a, a Jordan where you literally are just like, 
I worked all summer and I'm, I'm although he was on the JV yeah, he team. Was. They never say that. I yeah, know. They say he just say he got cut. So yeah, like, like just, you, you didn't make varsity. Yeah, you didn't make varsity as, as a, a freshman. freshman. No shit. And it was because his older brother was their star player, right? And he played the same position. Anyways, I think the silver lining on the this silver lining is that if you use this time right, everybody could come out of this with some type of project that will expand their comedic reach yes when stand-up comes back online i took a mindfulness course a free mindfulness course online jake and something i learned is they okay don't say why is this happening to me say why is this happening for me (sighs) (sighs) gary vanderchick why is this happening for me well it's time to grow work on some new skills yeah dude rest up uh, are you happy? Oh, I guess you're not because you're not sleeping. But, dude, I'm telling you. Oh, well, you also still have to work. Yeah. I lost my job. And I'm telling you, man, my life, my, my physical, I'm you sleeping better. better. I feel more rested. It's 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 not a bad life to not have a bunch of. For like a month, I felt because when comedy was right when it got cut, when things shut down, I was. uh like depressed i was like stressed out at my job i was, I was <laughs> getting, a fucking ulcer <laughs> i was getting in fights with my boss at work um my wife was having serious health problems had to get surgery Ugh. Uh, i had all this comedy stuff cooking like my comedy stuff was cooking more than it ever had i was doing but your life was falling apart podcast more shows than i've ever done right. and like i just like but i was tired and this, then, like when this this hit, is a con- this is a sad clown dog for like this is, this for is. like after like a month, I was like I'm not I felt like I wasn't tired anymore. It like it felt good to just have to stay in at night for a while. I mean, dude, this I don't think some people you know who don't do comedy, and I know it's like whatever pity us that we're comedians, but yeah, just if you optional thing. if you do do try to dedicate yourself to this, like for guys like us who had forty hour a week office jobs, like dude, that is a major grind. 40-hour week plus most nights, if not seven nights a week, going out and, like, being at a bar in a place to perform. It's just, like... Yeah, and I'm a low-energy person anyway. Right. Like, I would be tired if I was just going home and watching TV and going to bed. Yeah. I would still be tired. Right. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a life that demands, like, you kind of stretch well beyond your, like, healthy habits. Right. Just to do this little, th- I mean, you know, we'd be out for hours trying to do six minutes a night at two different spots, you mm-hmm. know, just like, all right, I spent five hours getting six minutes to bomb in front of three people yep. and I'm planning on doing it tomorrow. Yep. So I have felt healthier in a lot of ways. Uh, and I have three podcasts and a live stream and I'm writing, I'm doing, I, I got to, I'm starting to write for the Willamette a little bit here and there as oh, freelance nice. pieces. So the Willie week, the Willie week, baby, they still like, so opportunities have happened and I'm trying to be like, well, this is cool. I wasn't writing for the Willamette before, yeah. but because they needed more content for pandemic shit, whatever. So, you know, shit can happen. You just have to look on the silver lining. <laughs> of the, I just That's how I'd always end it. It's like, you just got to look on the silver lining. And that would be the end of that. It sounds pod. more like a dark comedy sketch of a guy that yeah. tries this. Well, I would like turn it into the, that. Like that you're a self-help guy. Right. You're a guru. That's right. your hustle. And right. You're just your miserable self. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you get off one stage. bedroom apartment, I fucking hate myself. <laughs> black mold. <sighs> I'm so glad my roommate removed his black mold. <laughs> what a good day it is. Uh, well, Seth, thank you so much yeah, for being our first for guest. Me. Um, 
why don't you plug anything you're doing, your socials and your uh, Venmo once more? Seth, uh, my Twitter, Seth Ball, B-A-W-L. Instagram, Seth Haha, S-E-T-H-H-A-H-A. There you go. Um, look out for that Substack. I'm serious. It's coming at you. Okay. It's going to be hot. Venmo uh, is at Seth Haha. Seth Haha. So if you get any people being like, hey, great job on what is stuff, um, I do expect a cut. You get like you a get five 10%. or ten. Yeah, if you get a five or ten dollar Venmo, just know that Daddy gets his cut. Okay. Um, you will be checking. I will be. They will be. Yeah, public. I will be looking. Will be going, sure. going up and down. I'll be going through the Venmo. So you got a microphone five dollars. Yeah, interesting. Huh? Uh, I know. I know you haven't been doing any shows, my man. So where the fuck is this money coming from? Um, what's your pod? We already had Clyde as yes. Portland Trailblazers podcast, which Jake was just on. It was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. That I, was really good. Yeah. I. Uh, it's picking back up because uh, baske- basketball right. is back. Bla- yeah, yeah. Blazers basketball is back. people are desperate to like – they actually are eager to hear about basketball yeah. again. Yeah, for totally. Whenever, for the next month or whatever, right. until yeah. it burns back off. But <laughs> Before Lou Williams <laughs> coughs in a stripper's ass and then fucking <laughs> – <laughs> gives it to the entire league um yeah all right well um as always you can venmo me at the comedian jake um i appreciate those who already have it's a great way to get in contact with me um probably the only way i'll talk to you you gotta have some kind of patreon or something the patreon people tell me that but i feel like all my projects are too diverse to like yeah because patreon works like you put that stuff out on patreon mm-hmm which sucks. It's weird. Um, I don't Why do really so many people sign up to donate money on that? I've, I did it for a podcast for like a month and I was like, I never come to this website. Yeah. I hate it's, it's like an app you can download. Yeah. The, the stuff they put up there is bad. And I'm it, just like, it's no. dude. Fandom is a huge market, man. People love to be a fan of something like to be on the inside. I just, huh. I don't have like, if I was just doing one podcast, I would be like, we'll start a Patreon. So we'll do a bonus episode. That would be very easy. But to do three podcasts, like I don't know what Jake Silberman Patreon could be. Cause it's all spread out too thin. So you just need a general one that doesn't have any content on it. That's yeah. Just, you just link to with all from all your other stuff. Right. Just be like, Hey, it's all going to be free. Just support me. Yeah, exactly. Kick I could me do that. A few. If you want to, if you want to do it. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I got a lot of, I have a lot of stuff that I want to do. So look out for more projects and uh, yeah, check South out online and uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Bye.